We'll close our time together with a, a simple, and I hope a, a direct challenge. I don't know how much you know about these particular verses or about the Bible uh, itself, but these two verses will give us a, a contrast that will uh, challenge us to consider. I want you to think as we begin today, I want you to think about your greatest accomplishment. You think about your greatest accomplishment. What have you accomplished? Some of you uh, parents out there are saying to yourselves, uh, I have accomplished that my child is able to be up here. (laughs) I have not ended their life prematurely. (laughs) Okay, I've made it. All right, Uh, they are are alive and I'm parenting. I'm making it each day. Uh, You might think of another accomplishment. You think, hey, I won a sports trophy. Anybody in here ever win a sports trophy? Okay, a few of you have won a trophy. Now, someday, sometimes these days they give away trophies for everything. Um, we won't get into that. That's a whole other discussion. Sometimes you might think of, hey, I graduated high school or college or I got a, I got a promotion or uh, whatever it happens to be. You, you think of something that you can say, hey, I worked really hard to achieve that. And maybe you got some recognition for it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't get a whole lot of recognition, but you did something that you felt really good about. Well, I want you to compare that feeling to what it says in verse 10. Uh, It says, for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. So these things are great. And I'm not opposed to working hard for something. I think think that's a great value to have. Hey, work hard and get better at school, pass the test, uh, whatever you're doing, uh, work for that... uh, Work for your business, work for your employer, uh, go uh, put yourself to something, you're writing a book or running a marathon or whatever you're doing, hey, uh, go and work hard at it. That's a great value. But you know how much hard work matters when it, when it comes to getting into heaven? Zero. It doesn't mean anything. If we are relying on our work and our accomplishment to have a relationship with God and to get us into heaven, this verse is very clear. It says, if you rely on works, you are under a curse. Now, that's not very good language. I don't want to be under a curse. So, a great question. If, if you rely on your works and you're under a curse, then, well, then what, do you, what does God want me to do if I'm not supposed to rely on my works? It's a great question. It should make us think. Now, I'm not saying that laws are bad. Laws form boundaries. You know, imagine society without any laws. Imagine home life without any rules or structure. Generally, what's going on in your minds right now isn't very good. <laughs> if you think about complete and total freedom, you say, no, wait a minute, no, none of us really wants that. We all need rules and we all need laws. But the point of it, the quote from the Old Testament, is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them are cursed. That's what it says. Now, in order to see how good God is, see how good Jesus is, we have to realize how bad we are. Now, you might say, hey, I'm a pretty good person. And hey, I follow a lot of the rules and haven't had a speeding ticket in this many years. Or I probably just... Curse myself. I'll probably end up with a speeding ticket this week. That'll happen. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so you might say, well, you know what? I don't hurt people. Uh, I, I'm, my, my neighbors think I'm a pretty good person. You, you might say all those things. But what we have to realize is that our effort to follow after God is not what God wants. It will never impress him enough to let us into heaven. It will never impress him enough to say, yes, I have a, a relationship uh, with that man or that woman or that boy or that girl. 
our work will never achieve that status of having a real vital relationship with God. Our sin separates us from God. We cannot follow the rules. We are unable to perfectly follow all of God's rules and his laws. And that creates a separation between us. And the Bible uses a strong word, curse. Well, if you're sitting here saying to yourself, I don't want to be cursed, and I'm not sure what to do because I generally like to work hard and, and I like to follow the way that it's supposed to go, I'm encouraging you <laughs> to follow the rules. But I want you to see why. All right? The first part there, relying on works means that we're cursed. That's it. It's very simple. But the next verse, the very next verse in this passage gives us the contrast. It gives us the hope. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. That's it. That's a very simple way of saying we cannot have that relationship with God by following his rules because we are in sin and we're going to break the rules. The minute we think a bad thought, the minute we do a bad thing, we are guilty before God. But what does it say? In verse 11, it says, The righteous shall live by faith. So instead of trying to do all this stuff to impress God to have a relationship with him, what God wants is he wants a life that is committed to him in faith and born out in faith. The first part of that is committing in faith. If you are sitting here to yourself and saying, how is it then that I get into heaven is, uh, and, and I realize that I'm in sin and I have a problem and I can't earn my way because I'm not perfect enough to get into heaven because I've offended God, then we have to trust in somebody's work who is perfect. And praise God, he sent somebody to this earth that we can relate to who is perfect. And his name is Jesus. And what God wants us to do is to put our faith in the fact that Jesus did the perfect work in order to earn our way to heaven. So what does that mean we have to do? We have to admit we can't do it ourselves. That's what faith is all about. If I lined up five guys in the middle of this aisle and I took a sprint and I ran off and dove off of this thing, I would have to have some faith that those guys are going to catch me. So I would probably try to pick what I thought were pretty high character guys. I, I don't want to hit the floor. You might want to see me hit the floor, but I don't want to hit the floor. All right? I don't want to do that. That's faith. So when, when we go to God and say, I trust that Jesus died in my place, I trust that he suffered the punishment that I should have had, we remove ourselves from the responsibility of making that sacrifice, doing that work, and saying, I trust that Jesus did it better than I ever could. So is that all we're supposed to do is pray some magical prayer and say I have faith and, and I believe that Jesus did that and then that's all I ever have to do? No. It says the righteous will live by faith. And when you think about all you've seen this morning, do you think that these leaders have a cupcake of a time every Wednesday night when they come in here with these, with these children? Some of the parents are going, nope, I know those kids. <laughs> and they can be challenging. My kids are in that list. It can be challenging. So, so when we start to live our lives for God, we have to keep living by faith. 
We have to keep calling out and say, God, I don't understand why this happened. God, this situation is really difficult. I don't get it. God, I need you to show me, show me more about who you are. I have this sin I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get rid of and I'm trying to be better and I can't do it on my own. I need you to help. These are the prayers of faith. Hey, I want to serve these kids. I want to do it as well as I can. Oh, I blew it. I need you to forgive me. These are the prayers of faith. This is what it means to live and to walk by faith. Hebrews 11 says this. A couple things to challenge you. The assurance of things hoped for. That's what faith is. Conviction of things not seen. So God, when we go to him in faith, it, he, get, he helps to give us an assurance. For by it the people of old receive their commendation, and by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen is not made out of things that are visible. Now, faith doesn't mean it's easy. Faith actually acknowledges the opposite. Faith listens to Jesus, who said, pick up your cross and carry me, and said, sometimes following God, life may get difficult. And the great news is the Bible is really honest about that. I'm not the only person in this room that's had a difficult time this week. So look at what it says in, in 16 through 18. Here's, here's God's word being really honest with us. You ever feel like giving up? You ever feel like you're losing heart? I do. It happens. But here's what it looks like when we, when we walk by faith. It says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, and that means temporary, like here and now. But look here, but the things that are unseen are eternal. When I put my faith in God through his son Jesus Christ, I have benefits now. The weight is lighter. I feel forgiveness. I feel God's love. I know that he loves me. I'm reminded of that. He sent his son to die for me. That's here and now. We experience that. We experience love of other Christians. In, in a local church, we, we experience encouragement and, and building up. And, hey, we'll pick each other up when we're down. Or, or we'll, we'll try to work through a conflict or a problem. And we'll, we'll do so because we know we're not perfect. And we know we have to exchange forgiveness. We can do all of those things. But, but there are some things that happen that we don't have any clue why it happened. And so we look to what? To eternity. One of the most famous Bible verses ever is, For God so loved the world. John 3, 16. That he gave his only begotten Son. That whoever would believe in me will not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life. And so under the curse, we still experience breakdown. We experience sin. We experience all kinds of things that go wrong in our lives, in our minds, and that, that, that we do. Uh, or that people do to us or to others, we experience a lot of sin. Turn on the news. The way out of that is faith in Jesus. He forgives us in the here and now, and he gives us a vision of our lives that isn't just now. It is forever. And so if you're here today and you've never uh, committed to Jesus, or you're curious about who he is, I want you to compare in your mind works and faith. Am I relying on myself and what I do, or am I relying on what Jesus did for me? If you're here and you've been a believer for a while, I want you to be encouraged that the walk of faith is worth it. We can trust God always. 
no matter how difficult the path, no matter how hard the week, no matter how intense the unknown or the suffering, we can do it because we can walk in faith and trust God that even if he doesn't give us immediate answers, we know that we will have eternity with him and that is our great security and our protection.